Welcome into DC On Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. And this is my co-host, Jason. Hi. Howdy. I sounded way more excited about you to be to be co-hosting this right now. I know. That's weird. <laughs> You've grown bored of me. To, um, you know. Hey, you know what? Now, full disclosure, you know, as, as some folk would remember or know, I am on vacation right now. And I'm I'm recording here in the in the hotel room, and over in you know the the corner is our mutual friend Brandon Davis, and he's asleep. <laughs> so I'm actually a little less excitable because I'm trying to wake him up. Mm. So if you guys hear hear snoring, <laughs> I mean sorry. <laughs> I don't normally uh, employ them, but hashtag dorm life. <laughs> hashtag dorm life. Yeah. <laughs> we've all been there buddy uh, we've all tried to get away with a lot with another person in the room I, don't wake him up don't wake him up i'm not trying to get away with anything but podcasting i don't i don't know what to tell you um seems like a hell of an endeavor to me so yeah um so yeah we've got people next door i've got clowns to the left of me brandon's to the right <laughs> um here you are stuck in the middle with me <laughs> with jason and you guys howdy um, so we mentioned it on the Supergirl episode. I'll mention it here. March is going to be a huge month. Uh, March 25th is Batman v Superman Donald Justice coming to theaters. And we're not even going to discuss Daredevil here because that's, D- that's not DC. But, but still, big month, um, right? March 28th is World's Finest Supergirl and the Flash crossover, now officially confirmed. Went ahead and just decided to talk about that as well here because the Flash, Woo! y'all. Um... And we actually did talk a lot about the Flash over on the Supergirl podcast. If you haven't caught up on Supergirl, just go ahead and do that. Because you know what? If you're listening to the Flash and you're watching the Flash, man, I'm sorry. They're about to cross over, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barry's going to be over there hanging with Melissa. And we don't, uh, to briefly recap what we know about it, is nothing. Um, so absolutely, we nothing. don't know if like the Flash is going to actively be missing a little bit here. Are they going to mention, hey, where did you go or anything? Or mm-hmm. The only thing we're sure mm-hmm. about is um, it, it does seem like they're going to make it a multiverse situation. So um, Yeah, yeah. There's going to be at least, I guess, three Earths? Yeah, James Olsen like, grows another muscle and Vibe sees something he shouldn't see. And all of a sudden, there they, there are, they are together. Um, but also on March 31st, that's going to be the cutoff date for our big promotion that we're running where you guys give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, and then email us at dconscreen at gmail.com, and give us the name of a character you want, and whether or not you want me or Jason, Dave or Jason, to draw the thing, and we're going to send you some fan art. you got to give us an address as well. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We're not going to send you anything other than the artwork that you wanted, and maybe some show notes or something random. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We, we do that sometimes. Whatever we can think of. Um, and Sometimes to give you an update, Roland, you're, you're, you're <laughs> almost done. And, uh, I believe that would make, uh, I believe it would make Scott and Freddie next. So, uh, mm. yeah. Yep. And, um, we've already got proof that we're doing this on the webpage. Christopher White has posted a charming picture of himself with our, our first piece of artwork. Yeah. And we might as well go ahead and just address the elephant that may eventually be in the room. Christopher, Ro- Christopher White is our oldest and most loyal fan. We do love him. So... We're we are we're both doing stuff for him, right? Because he just he asked us to, and I was like, "Why the hell not, dude? You're awesome." You got dibs. So, Chris, your artwork is finished, and we'll be in the mail soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you guys want to do that, 
well, just hit us up like I said before. You can just go skip back and listen to it again, this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're going to get into Flash 212, Fastlane. Tar Pit! <laughs> Why would you holler out the least interesting thing about this episode? I, he looked great, man. <laughs> he does not he look great. great. He looked great at the... He looked great for about two minutes at the very end of the episode when he looked like Clayface. Yeah, that's when I finally went, oh, there we go. But I actually kind of, I, I liked the makeup uh, before. Mm-hmm. I actually did. I thought it was like subtle. Let's see. You know what I didn't? You know what I didn't like about it? He's like, I felt my nose burn off. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm looking at it. Well, he reconstituted himself. He's a shapeshifter now. That's okay. Ah, mate, yeah, I know. It was just dumb. <laughs> it wasn't I dumb. Like it. <laughs> it was <laughs> Sorry that you're not interested in a in a character made of tar. I uh, know. Okay, you know what? Like my like really really like I He's another particle accelerator misfit. And there's nothing to preclude the notion of more accelerated accelerator metas um but for some reason going back to it even if it does make total sense and and there's nothing wrong with it it seems like it's pulling the show backwards. Mm. Or you know, maybe it was just that Tarpit was almost completely extraneous with like little. I think it's the second one in in terms of entertainment. I think it was the second one. Like, um, as Madison pointed out, I forget the phrasing, but it was probably the swiftest and least um, least grand conclusion to a character to a, a villain of the week that we've seen in the show <laughs> so far. There was oh zero we'll fanfare. There Scott wasn't said. one motherfucker out there with a kazoo sporting that. Like it was. It was quick, man. <laughs> well, we'll get to what Scott said here. He, he's, man, he's fun. Um, Scott, not Tarpit. <laughs> um. <laughs> be very clear about how I feel about Tarpit. <laughs> and very clear about how I feel about Scott. Right. We love you, buddy. Oh, man. Oh, I just, I loved everything with Wells this oh, episode. Yeah. Just, uh, scolding Barry. Telling Barry the truth, like after stealing a speed. Oh, I saw him, uh, and I, I saw Harry like amazing. putting the, uh, the the little device um, under the the flash symbol, and I'm, I swear my internal dialogue was like, "Harry, know that men call you betrayer." <laughs> I saw him doing it and thought, "Oh, I mean, you know, Cisco's gonna see that, right? He'll find it." I assume he did some sort of cloaking mechanism within. Like, I assume Harry was was swift enough mentally to to figure out a way to make it to disguise his tech a little bit well well yeah okay but i mean you saw him just stick it on the back of the symbol there i mean i'm sitting there going dude I mean, and they even called it out in the episode later like cisco's like yeah you know i take care of that suit man right right i'm like come on harry i know i, know. I mean on. you knew he was going to be like there were several episodes or moments during the episode where you knew damn well by the end of this thing harry was going to turn himself in it could not have been more clear yeah um mm-hmm and I'm honestly really happy to have that out of the way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It it wasn't like I the most interesting thing the show had decided to do. Just because like we uh, we talked about this at the uh, the mid season finale was, or at least I remember saying it is now you've just gotten me back to season one. I mean, like he mm-hmm. spent all that time doing season two and a new Earth and everything, and what it mm-hmm. has earned me is we can't trust Harrison Wells again. Mm-hmm. This is a lot better. This, but this is this is a different. Well, I like this more. Look, man, Tom Cavanaugh can do no wrong. We've discussed that apparently because he's just just oh thirty two oh, flavors of good. He is thirty two flavors and then mm-hmm. some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the nineties. <90s. laughs> anyway, 
I love his reaction. I love Will's reaction when Barry like speed reads and just learns all the Earth Two shit, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." That's annoying. That's annoying, Alan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. I, it's awesome, though. I got I got annoyed with him for just a second because he says short-term memory. That's working memory, Barry. Sorry. Um, I've had a lot of pet peeves this week. That was one of them. Uh, but I well, love that no, I had like, a time as, as I understood it, it like, and, you know, look, man, I'm not, this is, that's not my field, knowing all that crap, but it is short-term memory, isn't nope. it? Because you have to keep learning, you have to, like, learn something and, like, make sh- it's, there's, it's like it sticks in your short term, and then you uh, you have to like re up it. You have to like it, there's a certain amount of repetition of rereading it or relearning it, and then it stays in the long term. Uh, that's not like that's not really all that far off. It's just it, there's sense memory where you've got like a few seconds mm-hmm. with it. It's the kind of stuff that you've you've logged in the time it takes you to like move your eyes. Okay, and then it's it's a flash and it's gone, and then you've got like short term memory that <laughs> it's a flash. Yeah. And it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Short-term memory isn't around very long, and then as as soon as you use the short-term memory, you you bank it into working memory, which is um, mm-hmm. that's kind of where you get that whole seven plus or minus two thing. You can only hold X amount mm-hmm. of things in your head at a certain time. Uh, well, now you're into working memory though, because you're and here's the key: working with it. So he was using working memory mm-hmm. there to do all that stuff. But once you use working memory enough, it moves its way into long-term memory. But what I liked mm-hmm. about the speed reading having time having a time limit is that that's exactly how the hell that should work. Like you can. Maybe shove all that into your brain for a second, but it can't possibly crystallize everything into long-term memory. Mm-hmm. In in I mean, just that it's a, a workload problem. You just don't have that much processing power. Mm-hmm. So there's my tiny thesis on that. But irrelevancies of you know Psych 101 minutia aside, it's still a pretty fucking fun scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm willing to let him slide on it, man. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good. <laughs> I, I realize that, like, as I'm uh, watching these shows, I'm like, am I really going to have a pet peeve each episode? Because I'm, I'm watching, like, Supergirl, and I'm like, no, that's absolutely. an inverse image. And, like, watching Lucifer, no, that's not begging the question, you bastard. Watching this, eh, it's not short-term memory. And you're watching Arrow, and you're like, it's just not good. <laughs> 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 no, actually, I got to Arrow, and I was like, that is what a Faraday cage does. Great, good job, good job, guys. I know, I laugh when they said that. Anyway, let's get stick to the Flash. We'll get to Arrow in mm-hmm. a second, I swear. Um, how much did you love the random funny snippets of Cisco and Barry talking? Oh, oh yeah, like Cisco joking about Barry getting dumped and stuff. But they we didn't like, they didn't give us the whole conversation, which felt good. Like I liked that because it was just like gave us a little peek into what it's like hanging out with Cisco. And yeah, Barry. and I'm perfectly happy to like just extrapolate that and assume that they're kind of funny most of the time because they just enjoy hanging out with mm-hmm. each other and they feel like feel like they've got a similar working sense of humor. So it. it I liked it. I really did. And um, Cisco's app was... That's a cool tweak. I like that. That's a good introduction. Um, I, I kind of like the app being around. And I forget the music he had on it when the app goes off, though, but it was real... It was... It was It was superhero It was big. It was like John Williams big. It was grandiose, yeah. if nothing. Yeah. It announced, there's a meta, you know. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, even better than that, um, though. Like, so, so, who's the best hacker in the world? <laughs> Un- unflinchingly, they both Felicity smoke. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I just love the look on his face. What What are we doing? That That's not friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that's not friendship. That was so good. I laughed so hard when he said that. And they both kind of shrug, like, "Sorry, brother." I mean, do you know how good she is? Yeah, that was perfect. That was great. Um, you know what wasn't though? Mm. Whatever the hell Iris was wearing when she infiltrated that race. Oh dear God. 
<laughs> she like headed to. I, I I feel like they they probably have like a costume room for undercover stuff, and she grabbed the the eighties bin. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it was bad. She grabbed the the clothes I mean, that were was... supposed to have been retired because even narcs know people don't wear that shit. Also, if you're going I mean, undercover, well, please turn the camera phone setting, the sound setting off. Oh uh, yeah, I mean points for being hot enough to make Wally need a therapist. <laughs> that was but, a good line. Um, it was a good line, but. Oh man! Not saying she ain't an attractive girl. <laughs> saying nobody wears those pants anymore, lady. Oh man, those those whatever. What like, what was it like a feather boa and a? No, she like she like she put like purple streaks Coochie. in her hair, and then yeah, and then there was it was like, it was like a Captain Cold jacket almost, like the little first thing around, and then the like Daisy Dukes yeah. with the frayed white. It was just weird. Yeah, it was like coochie cutters with with black stuff. Yeah, or yeah, something. it was weird looking, man. It was it was bad. Very much an oh honey, oh honey, no. <laughs> that you're a pretty girl. You can go in there and get a t-shirt and jeans, and everybody here is gonna know that you are an attractive lady. You you do not have to get out the coochie cutters. <laughs> but what I did love is that Iris was kind of a badass, using all of her reporting skills to get that dude to stop the races. She was really good. Yeah, she did a pretty good job. Or, at the very least, she did a really good job of not getting herself killed. Right. I wanted her to lay off so hard, though, because I'm... I, I know the point they were trying to make with uh, with Joe, like, you're not his friend, you're his dad. I get that, but... Man, yeah. come on, it's a weird situation. Like, give Joe a fucking second. He's Joe. He'll figure it out. Well, yeah. But I've I've seen that, you know? You're, you're the parent that's so afraid to lose the kid that they're not... That they've lost touch with, or... You know, they're just trying to hold on to it. They just become more of their friend than their parent. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, like, that's the fear thing. of rejection, you know, takes over there. And I can see that. It's just, like, it's been like two weeks since he's had his son back in his life. Give him a damn second. I know, Give him man. just a damn second. I know. I know, man. But Joe, like he normally does, like, calmly and, you know, reasonably puts an end to that problem. I, I felt like at the his little conversation at the end. Like, him in the hallway talking to both of mm-hmm. them. Um I mean, he talks to Iris for a second. Then he, or he talks to Iris like earlier in the episode in a hallway somewhere. I can't remember where that was happening. And then um, talking to Wally at the very end, just was... saying like, "I'm, you know, I'm not your friend." But he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. in, a, in a Joe way, in a very fucking Joe way. You know, just I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look at you with my giant soulful <laughs> eyes and explain how I care about you. Oh, the many ways. Yeah. And at the end of this, you're gonna be a good person because how can you look me in the eyes and not be a good person? Yeah, friggin' Joe, mm-hmm. man. Oh. So, I tell you what, I love Barry not fast enough. Yeah. That was a great shot, the great sequence of him knocking stuff out of the uh-huh. way as he's running toward Iris, and you're like, oh, you're, you're not, not going to make, make it. I know you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And he sees, you see it on yeah. his face. He knows. Oh, that was great. It, honestly, you, 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 ever have like, uh, you ever have dreams where you're running and you can't like you can't get a good run on? Um, No, I have realities where I can't <laughs> right. run. If they've ever popped up, it's a popular dream trope. Like, you try to run, but you, you can't. Somehow you can't do it. Like in my dreams, I end up like crawling on the like literally groping the ground with my hands to try to move faster away from whatever the fuck is behind me. Um, mm-hmm. Probably like a professor or some shit. But yeah, generally in my dreams, I always can run really fast and jump really high, and I'm always worried that I don't feel tired. <laughs> I always worry in my dreams that my heart's gonna bust because I don't know what's happening. And why I do I have good stamina? It. This isn't right. Yeah, yeah, and it's about that point I realize it's a dream, and I wake up, and I go, no! I was flying! I was so close! I was so close to lucid dreaming. <laughs> just one day, just one day. 
Anyway, point being, that's what it, that's what it may, that's like way reminded me of though, is like what the look on his face when he can't run and like just that not being able to, mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, gave me like a, a little bit of a dream flashback chill down my spine kind of moment. What it reminded me of was the look on my face when I'm running to the bathroom after eating at Waffle House. I'm not going to make <laughs> There's it. no way. <laughs> Damn you all-star breakfast. <laughs> That was the culprit. I didn't need smothered, covered, <laughs> and whatever. And diced. And diced. I, don't, I don't know. And chunked. I don't know. One of those. Anyway. Every now and then I'll just say a few words. Gonna, like after, I'll order hash browns and just like say a few random words after it and see what comes in the hash browns. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Apparently I've gotten mushroom and jalapeno hash browns. Okay. Mm. Oh, look. They're hard candies. I should have said skittled. <laughs> right. I said scalloped. They have scallops. I didn't know that. I'm not comfortable with a Waffle House scallop. Why are there roaches in my hash browns? I should not have said scuttle. No. <laughs> anyway. So, um, I, I have a major complaint for this episode. Um, really bothered mm-hmm. me. Only, I understand they only have so much time in the episode, but guys, not enough Caitlin Snow. I know. I know. Um, just not just enough. Just not enough in general. She's too damn fun to have around, not to have more of her, but... Just not enough, I, I feel like Iris and Wally got her screen time. I know. But, dude... I'm willing to sacrifice Iris' screen time for Caitlyn Snow. Normally, but Iris was up to... It was actually doing something this episode. And we've been so happy mm-hmm. with her in Season 2 having some real agency that That's she true. didn't have in Season 1. So I'm good with that. And, you know, Caitlyn's always been good. That's it's, true. It's a little bit of a share the wealth thing to me. Plus... Well, we get Killer Frox next, next week. Yes, we do. They're going to Earth 2, baby. Taking the whole crew with yeah. them. So... Um, Let's do it. I just want to know, like, <laughs> I the thing that I was so happy with, like, I yeah, I didn't, I I would have missed. There's a lot of screen time I did miss, and um, mm-hmm. you know, it's an ensemble show at this point, so you, you make that sacrifice. But what it got us is that right. Wally really does kind of want into this family, and you can already, and he really does want to be fast. Yes, and you you just you can already see all the pieces falling in place. Like now, the big question is, all right, what are we going to do? Like, how does he get his powers? How can we make this happen as soon as possible? Because he's mm-hmm. like the Wally version of the Flash has more tricks in his belt than any other version of Flash. I, mm-hmm. it, there's more fun shit he can do, um, and he is like he is. Uh, he's actually faster than Barry most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because you know Barry was gone by the time Wally got there by virtue of it. But yeah, he was. He's when they've been when they've been together. Wally actually is a little bit faster. So it's it's God. I want to see it's it. I want to see so much with him. And you you. You know, he's gone from being a little asshole to like, oh, okay, we see where you're coming from in a couple episodes. They're doing a pretty good job with him getting him to the point we need him really quickly. Mm-hmm. Ditching Francine did a lot of that work for him, I feel like. But I, you know, I don't remember her dying, but I'm kind of glad that she's already dead. They gave her a couple of good scenes, and then she was out, and that's that's fine with me. There wasn't there wasn't a lot there. There wasn't a lot to do with that character. She was a um, mm-hmm. a trope. She was just a trope machine. <laughs> Uh, a living, breathing character motivator. Right. <laughs> she lived at the speed of writing, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I I love that when Wells admit. Uh, first of all, I love that he admits that he did it, that he was stealing Barry's speed. Yeah. That his guilt just got the best of him. I, Two, I really didn't want that to be that several episodes. It, the fact that they did it so quickly. These yeah. are the kind of things I love about these writers. Amazing, guys. 
Secondly, I just I love that Joe just went over and punched him right in the hell oh, of yeah. his face. Just throws bam. him in the in one of the cages and says, "Why'd you do that? Because if I didn't, I would have killed him." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And third, I love that Barry is the voice of reason for forgiving Wells. He points out how everyone else has betrayed the group in the past to save a loved one. Right the hell well, on. Kate, Caitlin's yeah. the exception. He doesn't actually pick on Caitlin. Well, he you know. well he 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 tells uh, Cisco like you as much as did what he did and we we don't judge you for it we still don't and Joe if it was your family you know damn well you'd have done the same thing and then Caitlin yeah. well you're a sweetheart anyway so you'll probably agree with me all right guys how do we feel <laughs> right but yeah but, like I loved dude, that I love that he was the voice of reason oh it was wonderful now I don't remember Wells actually mentioning that he killed Turtle no I don't think he's ever actually come clean on that I think Jay accused him of it and he kind of said. Well, <laughs> like that was, they, whatever. They're just gonna move on with that. But I mean, Turtle as much as tried to kill Patty, so I don't give a damn. Right. Yeah. That's. I hope we just like. Honestly, I do. I kind of hope we just skim right past that, or we just have like a bit where like Wells is working on something, like Harry's working, and all right, and Barry's like, so um, to just random question, Turtle. Was that? He's like, yep, okay. <laughs> and they just move on. <laughs> now, I want it to be Barry, though, so he can say, like, so, uh, let's be honest here. He's missing brain matter. Like, you, you killed him for, you, you took a biopsy and killed him, right? Yeah. Yeah, is that a problem? No, he, he tried to kill Patty. I'm fine. I, I, I don't, yeah, we're good. Okay. Let it be. Yeah. Now, uh, Harry and Zoom, by the way, um, I liked Harry trying to stand up to him, um, I like mm-hmm. Zoom's, Zoom's response. It's pretty much, I can do things way worse than death. Um, mm-hmm. But more than any of that, the the visual effects with the crackling reflecting off of Harry's eyes. God, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus, these guys just make me so happy all the time. It just looks yeah. so good. It, Not only that, I really liked uh, Flash like zooming up and running. No, no, no pun actually intended, but... Uh, the slow mo CGI flash going into the car to save Wally. Yeah. That was awesome oh, yeah. too. It looked great. Yeah, yeah. These guys make me pretty happy with all that. And you know, a lot of the Harry Barry stuff was just fun anyway. But um, you know, when they actually shut down that portal, which is going to be a fun thing to, to deal with, we have we've got fifty one left, and you and I were just talking about mm-hmm. it on Supergirl. It was like if you have the option of shutting all the portals down, like you leave one, right? You you leave one and and kind of bottleneck it, so you're in control. But you want, I mean, that's that seems like a lot of potential power and resource to to give up. Just say goodbye to a whole yeah. other Earth. But um, but man, the 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 little camaraderie when they actually do shut down the first one, just Harry admitting with that goofy ass little headset thingy on. Okay, that actually was kind of cool. Like that was cool. Yeah. You were, you were already falling in love with the idea of Harry being on that team, like real wholeheartedly being on that team. Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. hidden, and um, God, giving it all, giving it all to us in that episode. It's just, just wonderful. See, that's the thing though. I don't want them to. I don't want them to send him back to Earth too. I don't want. <laughs> no, I want Harry here. I don't want Jay I to want go. Harry right here. I want Harry. At the very least, I want both Earths to be. Uh, accessible. Yeah. Well, I'd like to be able to jump back and forth when we can. And it's, you know, it's not like they've got a whole other version of Earth with different actors. You know, they just, you, you put a, a slightly yellow tint on the camera and, and tell the actor to do the other version of himself or herself. It, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like a huge expenditure to have an Earth 2 in this show. Costume changes. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, once you made the costume, you got look, it. Man, here, here's my thought. Um, they've built the sets. 
We'll probably keep it around. I think so. I don't think we're going to shut down Earth Two after plus, this season. Yeah. How how do you yeah how do you open up Earth Two? And plus, man, Gorilla Grodd's got to come back, and that's where Gorilla Grodd yep. is. Gorilla City. Gorilla City. They're, we're going to we're going to get it eventually. Yeah. Um, Carsberg just I think he would sacrifice his own salary if he had to 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 get that scene to get it proper. Maybe maybe just hearing him talk about it. I th- I think he's really attached to like no we let's do this right. Got eleven for it. Yep. <laughs> All right, um, shall we Shall we move on to what Scott Madison had to say about the episode? Money by. All right. Buddy Scott uh, says, if Villains of the Week didn't play it so over the top, the dialogue would sound better. True that? Generally, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he says, Iris is unusually intent on getting Wally out of racing. I don't think unusually in- intent. Like, I think she's genuinely worried about him. And Joe makes a good point. Like, you've got a real family who sits up at night worrying about yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, Wally's not used to that. He doesn't... And, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. It's Some people, they're, they're told, you know, hey, there are people worried about you, and that's that's a good reason to push somebody away because that's just, like, taxing to have somebody worry about you. But it depends on how you take mm-hmm. it. Like, so other people just think it's, you know, the most flattering damn thing in the world that somebody actually gives a shit. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, for somebody like Wally who's kind of come in and out of it, like, you've got, you know, you're, 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 you've got your single mom situation, and your single mom is in and out of, you know, really in and out of being aware most of the time because she's an addict. So he's mm-hmm. not altogether used to having anyone actually give a damn what happened to him. It's, mm-hmm. And I didn't know if it was, I mean, I, like I said, I, I wish Iris had kind of given him a fucking breathing, a little bit more breathing space, but um, I don't, I, I also kind of, I, I can see her being a little bit pushy. Come on. I mean, he, it is dangerous. She's worried about him, like mortally worried about him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> Still though, she's only known yeah. the kid for like three weeks and she's already like risking her life to, try to get him out of some situation well yeah it did it did, it seemed a little pushy i keep going back and forth on that i guess mm. but yeah I, i'm gonna settle on it is a little pushy but i kind of get it yeah well and you know <laughs> i don't know um so he says uh also threatening big show criminals is pretty stupid uh no no more stupid than lois lane ever was i mean yeah i mean i always uh, the, the, i think of it as more the reporters plucky, always do stuff like that. more plucky than stupid plucky she's got moxie <laughs> I hate. Um, he writes, "Who's the world's greatest hacker?" Felicity Smoke. That's damn perfect. Damn perfect. Uh, he he actually as as I did uh, almost. He wrote, "Kevin All is incapable of doing wrong in his performance." I think that's a that's just a, a maxim He's, we've all chosen to accept, right? That's, that's <laughs> it is. Um, Cisco was nailing his humor delivery. Was there ever a time when he wasn't? Yeah. Tar pit equals plot device. Can't disagree. Quickest climax resolution ever? Yes. <laughs> he says, uh, okay, here's a question I just thought of. Reverse Flash wears a suit modeled after Flash with basically a palette swap because he wanted to be the Flash, then wanted to kill him. He's connected to the Flash, but Zoom, if he had modeled his suit after the Flash, he would have used Jay's Flash costume. But Zoom's suit looks like Barry's suit. Why does Team Flash not notice this? I have wondered I, that. Yeah. Why is no one asking why Zoom looks like the Flash from a different Earth? I will take this opportunity to once again plug my 90s Flash's Zoom theory <laughs> and say that the 90s Flash suit is much closer to Zoom's than Jay's suit. Well, the 90s Flash suit didn't look like R. Barry's f- Flash suit either. It doesn't so, look uh, It doesn't look exactly like either one of them, but the big question, like, it seems like Cisco at some point would have said, hey, wait, his Flash had a giant goofy helmet. Ours had mm-hmm. the sleek cowl. Hold on now. Mm-hmm. I agree, but and I I like the uh, 
was the uh the 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 90s flash theory but uh, i've lost track like we've been talking about it so long i i i gotta admit i think of it more as as our theory not ours me and you Mm -hmm. like ours me you and scott at this point like we we've been hanging out on that idea for a long time man we've been we've been really hoping we've been holding on to the hope and to be fair to be fair you and i have been saying that shit way before we knew scott (laughs) um I think Scott added think some spokes to the wheel, theory, but like it, we've we've fleshed he out the spokes idea of the wheel. But I'm but you know this is a it's a work in, in progress as they as they continue to change what we can and can't theorize uh, based on the facts of the show. Yeah. And like um, I said, like we were talking about it before we I'm started. I'm pretty sure that's what Scott, made so Scott. We have no idea if he thought place. of it before we did at all. We have no freaking idea. Yeah. That and Quantum Leap, I think, was the what made Scott actually key into us anyway and start talking to us because he was like, "Oh shit, these guys have the same theories." Hey, you dropped the QL on somebody, man. That's yeah, that's I endearing. Mean, he just, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got um, I it's right now. It's still my favorite theory. I I don't necessarily think it's Garrick. I don't even think it's a guy that I don't even think it's anyone being played by Teddy Sears. I don't even think it's Hunter Zolomon because, think... and I'm going back to it. Zoom isn't tall enough to be played by Teddy Sears. Mm-hmm. And Hunter Zolomon is he's too obvious he's the character that's who the character was in the comic books which would be way too easy it makes perfect sense that they should just red herring the hell out of that i don't think it's the last we've seen of hunter zolomon but no you know it'd be fun is if he just became a different speedster altogether yeah or if he takes the name zoom later on no, 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 no. Uh, uh, you know, makes him a he, good guy or something. Let you know? him be like, Hunter Zolomon, but that. Let me put it this way: that guy in the park looked pretty calm, looked pretty zen, right? Let him change mm-hmm. his name to Max he Mercury did. and start up a little bit of speed. Yeah, that's religion. what I said last yeah. week. Yeah, except I really do just want Max Mercury. I just want a proper Max Mercury. I <laughs> yeah, I really like the idea of a Max Mercury just running around through time, like that. He's just been trapped in in different time frames and and just going you know that's that's awesome calming speedsters everywhere with with his mere presence and comforting philosophical ideas Mm -hmm. yeah i and i think they should go that deep with it like yes let's do speedster religions yeah that's for me that feels like a season four thing that seems like a season please whenever you like (laughs) it seems like a next week if you fucking want to thing yeah Right. I got your back. <laughs> I'll do next week. <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, that's my that's my jam. Let's do that. The um, I, know, I think I I think that was about all I had for Flash at the moment. But I one yeah, one too. little Cisco slash Harry gag this episode. They they didn't do a lot of uh, buddy cop with them, but mm-hmm. Harry just like tossing the nice nitrous grenade over his shoulder without looking. Um, I love this character, man. And like Cisco, like raising his voice, Nit- nitrous grenade, you know, man. The, yeah. the little choices like that that they're doing with Harry, I fucking love him. Mm-hmm. I, I like Harry a lot. He's yeah. great. Hey, I'm really, really hoping that he gets to stay. I, I, I want him and Jesse quick too. I mean, it's, let's not stop there. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have to do Earth two every week or whatever, but bring them, bring all the cool people back to Earth one with us, or Earth, right? whatever the fuck Harry feels like I, calling it. I don't care. He can call it Earth two if he wants to. If he'll come over here. At this point, if they get rid of Kavanaugh, they're just making a mistake. I think they know that. I hope they know that. Anyway, that is going to do it for this episode of DC On Screen. Um, we are proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. And uh, Jason, you were you were just on an episode of Breaking the Panel, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, it's um, relatively new over there. The Giant Size Team Up's doing um, Charles McFall, normally Brian Ibbett, but he wasn't around this time, and Paul Klotz. Um, 
it, it's a lot like our news episodes, it's, but it's all over the place. I mean, it's everything from you know Doctor Who to um, <laughs> this one. Like we did a fair amount. Of, we covered a little bit of Rebirth and like what New Fifty Two did wrong and what it did right. And there was a giant Star Wars throwdown there for a minute. And then um, <laughs> being me, I brought in the whole Charles Roven talking about Judge Jury and Executioner of Batman thing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it it gets gets a little bit of. Um, a little bit of coverage from from all the angles it can. It's the the height of nerddom. That's fun. Hop over there, check us out. Check out the show. It's uh, got a lot of traction. It's doing well. Yeah, and that's uh, that's called uh, breaking the panel, yeah. right? Cool, cool, cool. And um, let's see what else we got. What else we got? Um, oh, and quick quick shout out to know. Christopher Wisdom. Funny dude does a uh, does a good job publishing over Christopher there. Christopher Wisdom. Yeah. Okay. It's actually like where he's cool. he's kind of like chatting with us while we're doing the show, and I had trouble not laughing a couple times at stuff he was saying. It's like you just get a, you're trying to talk and you get a text and you're trying not to talk and like to laugh in the middle of your sentence because no one would have a clue. Like, That's great. It was fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you can find every episode of DC on screen at dconscreen.com. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. If you want a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our sister show, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall run that show. A couple of good friends of ours. Um, and we're going to be coming back with Arrow 413. Is that right? 413 Unchained? I believe. Might be 412. I'll know by the time I <laughs> put them up. It's so, number next. Number next. That's how that works. That's what, that's what we can stand by. So, until then, keep some DC on your screen. <laughs>